Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Not Your Mama's Art Show. This is Zach Jones reporting to you live from Waco, Texas, in the middle of the second half of the election. Is the second day? I think it's the second day. Yeah, it's the second, second day. day. Second day. Sheesh. Jesus, no politics. The 2020 election lasts three years. <laughs> no right politics on, on the show. We're not going to say anything, but wow. Oh, man. Anyway, to my right is my platonic pal, Chelsea Acorn. Hello. And our guest today, he is a D&D dungeon master, he is a drink mixer, and he's just a badass friend of ours, TJ! Hello. Hey, TJ. Uh, I thought there were going to be nachos on the show. Oh, you <laughs> thought wrong. Uh, <laughs> very mistaken. Do I need to hit up Daniel, get him in the kitchen yeah, over please. here, and make From, some nachos for us? See, those nachos yes. at True Love, shout out, are amazing. Oh my God. Mm. Go. I'm hungry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so now this is a food show, not your mama's cooking show. <laughs> anyway, so today we have TJ in, and he is, as Per mentioned, does dungeon master uh, D&D kind of stuff. Yeah. And paints D&D figurines. Yeah, miniatures. Miniatures. How'd yep. you get into that? Uh, so part of being a dungeon master, kind of getting thrusted into the uh, world of D&D, uh, you use miniatures a lot for the actual combat and everything on a grid map. And uh, I had a bunch of them that were not painted for a very long time. And uh, one of my friends actually started painting them uh, probably about four years ago. He was really, really talented. And then um, one year, I think it was like maybe 2017, I just bought a shit ton of paint and paintbrushes. And I was like, I'm going to learn this. And then it sat there for six months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, eventually, just uh, through YouTube, learned the uh, techniques and what you have to do to Hell prime yeah. the minis and all that. And uh, yeah, started painting them um, uh, more on a more regular basis uh, when the bars were shut down and I had nothing else to do. 
losing my mind. So I was like, hey, let me paint you, goblin. <laughs> so long, you you are a dungeon master, right? Like mm-hmm. you have your own D&D group. Yeah. So how long have you been doing that? Like so, being dungeon master? Yeah. Um, very first time I ever played D&D was back in 2016. Uh, fifth edition was uh, new at the time, or at least for me. And uh, that is an addition that like a lot of new players can get into it really mm-hmm. easily. Um, the mechanics aren't too terribly hard to learn, uh, but it also allows you to kind of go crazy with it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I played for the first time in a, a group of some friends and that group ended up dying out about three months into the campaign that we were in. And so no one else was left to dungeon master essentially. So I was just like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Why not? Yeah. Let's try, yeah. you know? And so I got uh, a couple of the same people that were in the group that I was in previously and some new people. And I, I told them, I was just like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So we're all going to learn together as a family. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I started doing that in the later part of uh, 2016 and started doing my own uh, homebrew campaign where I kind of uh, built my own world and everything. And uh, that's been going on for about two and a half years now. Nice. Same campaign. Some people have dropped out. New people have ad- been added in. But the same story is kind of there, I guess, so to speak, as much as it can be. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Especially when you have players dropping out. It's hard to kind of uh, keep everything uh, copacetic, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, two and a half years. And uh, it's getting towards the last little quarter end of the actual nice. campaign. Nice. So a lot of emotions behind it, too. Very awesome. Where do you yeah. get your, like, inspiration for, like, what you do in the campaign and stuff like that? It's a great question. Um, most of it is uh, I got it from Matt Mercer, uh, Critical Role. Um, watching a lot of his videos. Matt Coville also is a uh, source on YouTube that you can watch. Uh, kind of one of the older uh, D&D guys. Uh, but in terms of local uh, people, uh, Shay, yeah. um, Rob Bradfield, um, uh, Joe, uh, yeah. talking to them. Um, Micah, when he was still living here, uh, just like talking to friends that have DM'd before and um, that play on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, kind of picking their brain and like, how do you do what you do type mm-hmm. situation. That's kind of the idea behind it, at least for me, is kind of absorb everybody's style and learn their style and then make it my own. Nice. nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Totally. Could you give us like a breakdown, like a starting point of the basics of D&D for people that don't know what it's about, kind of, because it's basically like a role-playing game, essentially. Yeah, it's a role-playing game, a tabletop role-playing game. So uh, essentially what you'll do is you'll create your character, whatever character you want to create. There's also options to where if you're just like, I don't want to have to go through and read the entire book or read this chapter of uh, this character, Mm -hmm. you'll start with race, whatever race you want to be, elf, goblin, all kinds. There are tons of races now. Uh, because it's what's the biggest one that's what i want to be um (laughs) it's either going to be goliath or furbolg yeah that's what i'll be right right yeah yeah uh but yeah um uh essentially you'll just go down pick your race pick your class Mm -hmm. and then uh kind of go based on that with whatever stats you're going to put into it if you've ever played an rpg on uh, video games Mm -hmm. like any type of rpg right there you're going to have your main stats uh excuse me and as you level up can put certain points into those stats okay nice. they cap out at 20 um they have modifiers based on it uh so when you get to the actual stati- uh, statistical mm-hmm. side of dnd um there is a lot of math involved but it's a lot of like addition and subtraction you know basically yeah. 
Uh, it might take a little while because you have a lot of dice rolls. Mm -hmm. um, you do have a set of dice. Um, use a d20 the most, so it's a 20-sided die. Um, and then you get to kind of roll to see how things go. Yeah. And what's fun about it is that, like, it's a collaborative storytelling. Mm -hmm. So, like, if we were to play right now, I would tell you guys the rules, but you are telling the story just as much as I am. Yeah. I might mm. set the scene for you. Yeah, all but it's all based basically on, like, what you roll. Yeah. Is how the story And what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You nice. know, uh, cool. if you say, hey, I want to pickpocket Zach's character. I want to steal from his pocket. Okay, we'll roll. See if you do it. And if you do, that's great. If you don't, he might find out and get mad. You know, <laughs> that completely changes yeah. the story mm -hmm. right there. Uh, all I do kind of is what I try to do and what I've done with the, the homebrew world mm -hmm. is create a setting. It's kind of a campaign setting, essentially. Yeah. Um, and uh, I got overzealous and went into it and just like, I can create this world. It's not going to take that long. It took a long time. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy because people will play for years. I know some people that play for years. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Indie. Yeah. And then uh, they'll, what they'll do is like a lot of individuals will have a core group of players mm -hmm. that will play in a campaign. And once that campaign's over, they're just like, okay, let's start a new one. Yeah. New characters completely, new dynamic, new setting. There might, the, the story itself is going to change completely. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when you're, when you're writing, you're trying to weave um, a general base story. So that way you, the heroes, can feel heroic, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. What is the evil that we're fighting? Is it going to be political intrigue? Is it going to be a big, bad, evil dragon at the very end? Are you going to fight multiple dragons? Is it like this evil uh, necromancer mm -hmm. that's been raising the dead and you didn't find out until like at towards the very end when you're like level 19, 20, and then he's a level 22, so now you're all having to get together and fight this god. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Right? Uh, it's very, very mythical, very, very cool. And you have every um, source at your disposal to do whatever you want with it. It's very, very neat. Awesome. And it also allows for a shit ton of different art, like oh, yeah. portraits of characters, uh, painting miniatures. Um, I had one person that played a bard and actually brought a guitar. Wow. So That's like you can ass. just institute all kinds of things uh, with it. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a, a good medium for all kinds of variations of art. Definitely. Yeah. I remember yeah. the one time I ever played D&D, &D, all I did, I didn't focus on it very well. I was just like, I'm big guy, smash stuff. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. But uh, like what I spent most of my time doing was actually drawing all the characters yeah. that the guys were like playing. And that was, that was fun for me. Like mm -hmm. I like doing that. Yeah. I was like, this is badass. I also liked playing the game itself, not to say I didn't, but like I was just like, oh yeah, I could totally see this happening. And da, 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 and yeah. Stuff. So it was pretty cool. Well, like I that. mean, what's cool about it too is that, uh, I mean, there's a lot of podcasts that are D&D &D podcasts now. And because, I mean, Critical Role is one of the main ones. The Adventure Zone is another popular one. Um, and those two podcasts, um, you know, did uh, mostly audio. Uh, Critical Role did video immediately. But they've turned into comic book strips now. Oh, yeah. There's comics out. Mm -hmm. And now Critical Role has a uh, actual animated series that it's about to release. That's so, like, bad. not only is it a comic, and not only are you seeing all of this beautiful art, uh, you know, through the comic and then through every episode, I mean, all the fans draw insane stuff. Even if you don't want to watch Critical Role for, like, the story that they're telling, just watch the art that they show. Yeah. Because they show it before every episode and every break. It's just portrait after portrait after portrait. It oh, shows yeah. everybody's Instagram or Twitter handles mm -hmm. or whatever. I found a lot of artists that I really, really enjoy their work on just through that alone. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, pausing it, finding them, following them, being like, okay, that's cool. That's oh, really yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's really, really cool. Uh, it leads to a, bu a bunch of... Uh, things that 
people necessarily wouldn't expect yeah. out of playing a game. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it has some interesting stories. And For stuff sure. Like Absolutely. So... Oh, 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 yeah. So what, <laughs> what, like, what's the craziest character you either developed or like your friends have developed or someone, some, just some one character that just stands out that you're just like, what the hell did we come up with here? Oh, <laughs> uh, how long's the podcast? <laughs> 40 minutes. Uh, it's, it's tough to find the actual craziest one. Uh, one of the ones that comes to mind is, um, there is a friend of mine, Jeremy Root, mm-hmm. uh, and he made Boot Stoof Nicholas Boogie, Boot, boot Scoot and Boogie, <laughs> <laughs> and he was a bard, oh and uh, he would uh, just, Jeremy himself uh, would actually break out into cover songs all the time, just for like, and it was at the most random times, like and he would hit it perfectly for a scene, like, you know, maybe he's on a boat and he just hitting just this random song. <laughs> Uh, and we went, we went, uh, pretty crazy with it and had a lot of fun. He, he would pass out in barrels all the time and then just show up in other cities and towns and be like, oh, <laughs> what am I doing here? Uh, just a classic bard, uh, crazy bard. Uh, that's one of the main ones. Uh, Armando, uh, his wasn't necessarily crazy, but it's one of my favorite characters. He had a, a human barbarian and he went super hard into like the Conan the Barbarian route kind mm-hmm. of but mm-hmm. also like ruthless and savage uh, very like um Richard's character right now is a is another barbarian but he's more of like um totem uh he, that's where he gets so a spiritual guide he has a wolf guide that mm-hmm. is a spirit to him so he like wears a wolf's pelt and everything like his character does and he's this big huge burly cat that's mm. also sneaky and he goes into a rage and just demolishes everything. Oh, so imagine Richard. seeing this just huge muscular cat that's also very, very sneaky and you can't see. And then all of a sudden he's just demolishing everything. Uh, but Armando's character, um, Human Barbarian, and he went to like the um, very like base barbarian route where um, he uh, would wear goblin skulls around as a necklace because they would defeat goblins, and he would just make a necklace out of their skulls. It was super, super metal, and I loved every minute of it. Nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Man. What was the question you had before? Well, now I didn't forget. <laughs> <laughs> of course. It's oh, nice. I remember what I was going to say. So um, how long – did you get Lauren into it? Lauren played before we met. Oh, okay. So she was playing up at True Love when True Love was actually holding uh, D&D nights, mm-hmm. uh, and that's when she started to play. Uh, so she had played a little bit uh, here and there, but she had never been part of like a full, uh, full-fledged full campaign. Oh, okay. Uh, and then when uh, we started to date, I had my campaign going. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just like, hey, you know, if you want to join, by all means, like you can always, uh, there's a seat at the table for you at all yeah. times. So I'm not going to pressure you into, you know, hey, play, play my game with my friends, but like <laughs> play my game with my friends. Uh, and uh, yeah, she, um, she ended up joining um, and... Uh, had a completely different character than she does now. Um, but that's a that's part of the story itself, and I don't feel like explaining it for 30 minutes. <laughs> so, um, But, yeah, she, she joined, uh, and she has drawn uh, a lot of her characters. Yeah, I saw and it's some of really the ones badass. that she posted. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. really, really mm-hmm. good. Really, really good. Right. I, I love her artwork. She is a badass she artist really in her is. own right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. We got to have her on at some point. Yeah, for We're sure. putting it out into the universe. Yeah. yeah. Lauren, <laughs> if you hear this, we want you on. <laughs> you have been summoned. You have We're just going to peer pressure her. Yeah. <laughs> so what is exactly, like, what's it like dating an artist like that? Yeah. Um, 
Interesting. Uh, something I didn't expect. So I, I've never really dated an artist before. Uh, and so uh, seeing the process of whenever she is creating her art is really, really badass for me. And I get really excited. And so I want to be like over her shoulder being like, ooh, what's that? Ooh, that looks awesome. Ooh, you done yet? Oh, I bet that drives her crazy. For sure. For sure. No, it's gotten to a point where I'm just like, you let me know when it's done and then I'll look. Uh, but then like, of course, at night, like if she's, you know, in the middle of a piece or anything, I'll sneak in there and take a look. I'll be like, this is really badass. Um, the, the piece that she did for Shay for his birthday was her most recent piece. And uh, what was really, really cool about it is that I got to see kind of the mock-up and the, the, the very beginnings of the piece. And as it progressed and as she added more things, I got to see how the original vision changed, mm -hmm. but also stayed the same, if that makes oh, sense. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, and it was really, really cool. One of the coolest things is that um, she was adding color to the piece and the colors that she used, uh, it was on her desk in her room, and we have some uh, pretty big windows in there, and so there was like some street light that was coming through. Mm -hmm. And that all the lights were off, and I was uh, going to use the restroom and grabbing an alcoholic beverage from the fridge, <laughs> and uh, as I do. <laughs> and uh, as I'm walking back, I'm noticing that it's not necessarily glowing in the dark, but it kind of is. Mm -hmm. It's not like a neon glow, but yeah. like you can see, like there was these just piercing wide eyes that were glowing with all the darkness around it. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> cool, <laughs> cool. Uh, it's long-winded version, uh, but uh, yeah, it's really, really cool. Um, it's been difficult at some points because I am not necessarily an artist in that realm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Never been very talented with drawing or really, it's not even necessarily talented, but never put too much effort into drawing yeah. mm -hmm. or painting uh, until recently, until I started doing miniatures. And so I was like, teach me, you know, <laughs> <Teach> <laughs> you tell me your ways. <laughs> and uh, she helped out a lot. She helped out a lot just with like methods of, of the way that I should paint and like what I have to do and to make, uh, to make the miniature pop better and, oh, and yeah. make it look, you know, three dimensional as opposed to just like, oh, this is a piece of plastic that's just painted, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, uh, really, really cool. Uh, but at the same time, I'm not the most patient person. So I'm just like, I need it done. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you get your miniatures from? Uh, mostly uh, King's Landing. King's Landing. Yeah, yeah. I'll go over to King's Landing, buy some from them. Um, if I uh, can't get them off of King's Landing, um, I usually will order them online on various uh, stores. That uh, Miniature Market is a really good source. Nice. Um, they uh, have a good online presence. They treat their employees very well too. Uh, I really, really like that that particular store. Um, you can order them straight from Reaper Miniatures too. Okay. So. As you can imagine, there's varying sizes. If mm -hmm. you wanted a miniature for your character, it's probably going to be pretty small. Yeah. But if I want to have a big bad guy, it's going to be a big miniature, and they can get up in price quite a bit. Yeah. I've oh, been yeah. eyeballing a uh, Warhammer uh, miniature that I want to make. Uh, so, like, what it is is it, it'll come into all various pieces. You have to glue them together and then paint it. Oh, shoot. Right? And it's 150 bucks. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking, you know, yeah. a, good, a good amount, but it's an enormous and badass miniature. I mean, this is a miniature that, like, not only will I use for D&D, &D, but I'll have a collector's piece like on oh, my yeah. mantle type deal, right? Definitely. Oh, yeah. um, so you can order those off of Reaper or off of um, uh, Warhammer's website, I suppose. Uh, I usually will, if I'm in Austin, I'll go to uh, Dragon's Lair oh, yeah. down in Austin love and uh, go check out all of their stuff, uh, buy some miniatures over there. They have a really good selection over there. Mm 
Definitely. Yeah. So, Austin Books and Comics, shout out to that spot. Because that's that's yeah. the spot next to that. Your stuff is that is the Dragon's Lair. My stuff's on the other yeah, side. Yeah, for sure. So for sure. We're still going to that same shopping complex, mm-hmm. but it's amazing over there. I love that yeah. spot. It's like the nerd kingdom. They have a huge life size thing of the Hulk, and oh my God. That's awesome. It's it's the best. Very, very cool. It is the best. Yeah, every time we go to Austin, Zach drags drags us over there. He's like, we've got to go to this spot. Hell yeah. <laughs> Usually I'm driving, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is why. <laughs> We're going to make a quick pit stop. <laughs> We're going to go over here. And it will last three hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's not usually that bad. I'm not rich. If I was rich. That's fair. That's very fair. No, that's actually what I think every time I go into a gaming shop. Like I told Jeremy the other day, uh, last week, I went and picked up uh, the new uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Tur- uh, Turtle comic. Oh, my God. The last Ronin. I want the, yes, I want and, that. And um, uh, he was like, you going to go over to King's Thing? And I was like, I don't have enough money to walk in that store right now, so no. Because I know I will spend money I don't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is that is that is it with comic books, miniatures, art supplies, like all Dude, that. yes. It is like you walk into my – I go into Michael's. I'm dropping 30 bucks. period. Yeah. It's I go I go over to MC Art Supply and walk out and I'm just like mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love MC Art Supply. That's another yeah. good that's great shout out story. Yeah, me me and Lauren uh went over there while uh the bars were closed and uh she picked up some paints and I went over there and picked up some uh various paints because they have a really, really nice selection. Yeah, they have like, like do. they have like different viscosities. Yeah. They have yeah, like different man. everything. It's incredible. Every type it's of incredible. brush, every type of thing. And the freaking sales service over there is amazing. Yeah, they're both awesome. They're yeah. so nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, lo- I love that place so much. And they so have much. a kitty cat there. And so they have a kitty cat. Come on. And it's just like, What's oh, there not to love? There exactly. really isn't anything. <laughs> it's like in this little quaint house and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, and during quarantine, what they were doing was like emergency art kits. Yeah. So they would like package everything up if you lived in like yeah. a 10-mile radius. They'd just bring mm-hmm. it to your house, yep. which was really cool. Very, very cool. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. Yes, very They're cool. very good people over there. They're yeah. awesome. Yeah. So there is w- another creative aspect to your life that I would be very remiss if we didn't talk about it which is bartending yeah yeah i think that is a badass thing to be <laughs> like yeah. in my mind like just like mixing drinks creating drinks like so how'd you get into that um working a dead-end job that i hated okay uh wanted to make a change uh and uh i had bartended originally back in 2012 but it was beer and wine bartending not anything in terms of like mixing anything like uh, it was very, very base stuff, but I learned a lot about beer at the time and a little bit about wine. Uh, but I was like really big into learning about beers and different styles of beer. Oh, yeah, that fascinated definitely. me. Uh, I, I feel like that's an art in its own right of like what kind of grains you're cooking all of this, fermenting it. And then like all of a sudden we're all drinking it and it's getting us drunk and it's awesome. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. But it also tastes really good. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's kind of like what started me with like trying to learn more about like behind the bar stuff. Right. Um, and then fast forward, working a dead end job, hated it, um, ended up uh, working over at True Love um, and started learning the uh, speed side of things. Um, I hadn't really mixed many drinks when I when I first started over at True Love at all. Yeah. Um, didn't really kind of like deer in the headlights type situation. But I was like, I can make you a whiskey co, you know, type <laughs> deal. Same. Um, That's where I'm at currently. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I just I just started taking the time. Uh, I wrote down all the ingredients, started taking the time and, and kind of uh, not only learning them, but also practicing at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, just bought some shakers, uh, bought very, very cheap stuff. Uh, if you ever want to learn how to bartend, bartending at home can be really, really expensive on paper. doesn't have to be. 
doesn't have to be. If you're okay with drinking cheap shit, then make mix with cheap shit. It's mm-hmm. it's not that hard. Um, if you want some high end stuff, just buy it one piece at a time. It's kind of similar to like art. If you want, you know, this really really nice piece, this really like let's say that there's this one paint that just is like forty bucks, right? Yeah. You can't really afford it. You're gonna save up and buy that one paint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That might be forty dollars, right? Make a piece with cheap shit. Yeah, and then there sell that painting, and then use the money you get from that painting exactly to go exactly. towards that. So yeah, uh, uh, Lauren and I have a uh, kind of a makeshift uh, bar at home um, that uh, we kind of will mess around with whenever we have the time. We had a lot of time uh, during the quarantine uh, period when everything was shut down, um, and so I got some. I got really weird with it and started messing around with different syrups mm-hmm. um, and like adding those different syrups into like old fashions. Mm-hmm. Made an old fashioned. Um, I made a syrup, I should say, out of the uh, out of pine wood coffee, the Rover blend. Oh yeah, and um, that was really really tasty. And just dropped that syrup into a classic old fashioned, mm-hmm. and it completely changed the flavor profile on it, as you can imagine. Oh yeah, that's amazing. it was really tasty. And then you can use that syrup itself for other things. Made a white Russian with oh. that syrup too. Um, those are kind of weird because you're having milk involved. And so whenever milk is involved, you have to worry about curdling and all that. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, it was really, really tasty. It was really, really nice. good. And so like just by making a various amounts and different types of syrups itself, you can completely change a drink right there. Um, and I, fi- I find that fascinating. Oh, I find yeah. that to be really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until here within the past year or so that I really started to uh, go to like the craft cocktail side of things. Um, and I will say, like, uh, one, one thing that really uh, I just don't really care for is the uh, pretentiousness out of craft cocktails. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't sense. really care for that aspect of things. Um, I know that there's a time and a place for it and that a lot of people are very pr- uh, proud of their work and that they want to show it off. Uh, but at the same time, uh, for me personally, I'm just like, I made this drink. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't, because everyone's palate is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I may love love pepperoni pizza. You may hate it. You're mm-hmm. wrong if you do. But still, everyone's <laughs> taste is different. You Some know? people like pineapple on pizza. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's me. It's, I love pineapple on my pizza, and I will die on that hill. That's fine. It is absolutely delicious. That's fine, as long as there is some sort of spicy element to it. Yeah, I will deal with it. I Jalapenos, it. pineapple. Jalapenos, pepperoni, and pineapple has been like. That is one I will eat. Yeah, I love it's that. really good. That's a good time. It's we look <laughs> back on food. Mm-hmm. Damn it. <laughs> but yes. Oh, my God. So what's, like, the most the favorite drink you've ever made? Like, the one that you would just be like, you know what? If TJ was famous for being a bartender, like, what would be the drink that would See, represent See, the thing you? is, is I don't really make up my own cocktails much. Uh, I haven't really d- uh, dove too much into that side of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one, because everything's already been done already. That makes uh, sense. And then two, I just haven't had the kind of like um, time, I guess, to to really mess around with stuff. Uh, when it comes to workshopping stuff like that, I would much rather do it uh, in a bar that I'm not having to spend so much money to getting all of these things. Oh yeah, definitely. It's already there, and then I can just pay for the drink itself, right? Oh, pay for the cost of, of what it's making. Um, so I haven't really been able to dive too much into a uh, one that I have personally made. Yeah. Um, however, uh, one of my favorite drinks to make and to drink is a whiskey smash. Oh, what is that? It is, uh, just, it's going to be, um, whatever your, uh, whatever whiskey you want to have, uh, bourbon. Um, when I worked over at the distillery, it was the, uh, true blue 100. Okay. So it's a blue corn whiskey. It's really, really tasty. Um, you use lemon rich demerara syrup and uh, mint 
and you express that mint, slap it, put it in the shaker, shake it all up, and then garnish with a, a mint sprig. And it is a really, really nice like summer whiskey drink. Oh, I can yeah. drink those. Too, I can drink too many of those way too fast. <laughs> but like it's one of those like by the pool yeah. drinks that you can just have. Uh, use some crushed ice, and it's it's just really, really nice. It's that's really, a, really nice. I love mint in my cocktails, though, too. There you go. I love mint in my cocktails. Uh, I love how what mint does to drinks. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had a mixed drink with mint in it. I need to change that. I've had I've had peppermint schnapps, and that's not a fucking option oh, anymore. That's peppermint that's schnapps. An awful <laughs> idea. I no, I'm never doing that again. My you buddy want me, want me to make you a cocktail with peppermint schnapps, and then just like garnish it with mint, a little shot. <laughs> we might not be friends anymore. <laughs> like no. I'm gonna do that now. I'm definitely gonna do that <laughs> now. Just won't tell him. Don't tell him. Oh, oh I won't. God. I'll be like, this is the worst thing ever. What is this called? The snowman? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> is now (laughs) i don't want it to be i don't want it to be a thing oh man so yeah so uh i don't know anything else you can think of so how long have you been bartending like how many years when did it start i started bartending on a regular basis uh, about two years ago about two years ago and you work like what two or three jobs right now right two now two yeah yeah i have worked three previously but that was a oh yeah, that was a, that was a lot. Um, that was a lot. Uh, Hard working boy. Working sure. working three jobs and then having time to just be at the house and hang out with my dogs. It's mm-hmm. not feasible. Yeah. I love my dogs, so I want to be able to spend time with them and not uh, have to worry about you know Lauren having to take care of them all the time. One, yeah. and then two, me not being able to see them. Yeah, like, yeah. to hang out with them. There's well, a reason why I have two jobs. Dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We both have two jobs now. Uh, and two so, dogs. Three dogs. Three dogs? Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, my yeah. gosh. What are they? I have one. And They're all hard. rescues uh, from the Humane Society. Awesome. Uh, my two that I have are both pit mixes, um, Oscar and Cleo. And then uh, Lauren's dog is a, like, he's a pit mix, but he's also mixed with Chihuahua. Aww. And so he's a <laughs> he's, a, he's a short, fat little gremlin, <laughs> <laughs> and he is the cutest dog. Aww. But uh, also uh, kind of a crackhead. Uh, he has a lot yep. of energy, yep. and he loves to sprint around the house and uh, parkour off of other dogs. Oh my God. Uh, he rode one of the do- other dogs down the hallway the other day, like jumped on their back, and it was just like, oh no, I've made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> just like, I shouldn't have done this. Yeah, <laughs> just hung on for dear life. Uh, but yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. Uh, work two jobs now. Um, sorry, bartending on a regular basis, though, about two years ago. Definitely. So, yeah. On and off from 2012, uh, you know, to about uh, 2018 is when I kind of started bartending more on the weekends and mm-hmm. stuff and then went full time, uh, fully thrust into it uh, about a year and a half ago nice. or so. Definitely. Yeah. What's, your, what's your favorite part about bartending? And there is a correct answer. Because they're um, sitting right in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, funny enough, it is uh, a very, very big favorite part of uh, bartending for me is is getting to kick it with my friends, um, yeah. getting to see them, uh, getting to uh, make drinks with my friends, mm-hmm. getting to workshop uh, shit with my friends is really, really fun. Um, it's kind of it kind of actually there's a part of it that dives into like the D and D aspect for me where it's a collaborative storytelling. It's uh, like, it's a group project. Like we're all working together, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you know, in D and D, but we're all working together also making drinks that might, uh, you know, one person may have not thought about before, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of coming up with some weird stuff. Uh, that's a lot of fun. Um, uh, cutting people off is a lot of fun too. <laughs> 
is a lot. It's of fun, fun for you. It's not fun for me as the yeah. bouncer who has to go get him, kick him out. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. Uh, it can obviously get a little bit crazy sometimes, yeah. but uh, yeah. especially if I'm cutting off a friend, it's really fun. <laughs> it's I'm, really fun. Because <laughs> <good time. laughs> then I can just mess with them. No, no, they're not going to be angry nah, about it. No, nah, you no, know nah, I mean? it's just messing. Like we all, we've all been there. We've all gotten too drunk at the bar one time. Or, I've never known what you're talking about. Yeah. Time. Oh, yeah, that's true. I, never, not once has TJ ever served me. <laughs> it's very true, actually. I will. I'll give, I'll give you that for yeah. sure. <laughs> Now, no, other dude. bartenders. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I now, mean, if you were I drinking want... at the house, I would overserve you. Oh, that's that's yeah, different though. Yeah, no, that makes total. I turn into a gigantic baby. Yeah, it's really I've heard. I've it's heard. really funny. <laughs> just like hey, I need. I might need to see I, it one I need, day. I, I, I need wa- water now. <laughs> now. It's like Bobby Boucher and the like Gerber baby head. <laughs> just like awful. I don't like it. 21st birthday was 20 sec 20 I don't, I don't even remember what birthday it was it was rough yeah <laughs> it was a rough time yeah but yeah so yeah if we can link together everything definitely uh you can go and see TJ and actually all of us at True Love cuz we mm-hmm. all work there yeah. TJ will serve you a banging drink Chelsea will serve you a drink for sure She's a learning. Coke. <laughs> there it is. There it is. A gin and tonic. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Whiskey. Yeah. And I be quick, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and I just might have to throw you out or let you in, just depending yeah. upon how it goes. Just wear your mask, people. Just wear your mask. That is the biggest thing we can say right now. Yeah. Is just wear your damn mask. Especially right now. It's very important. Yeah. Things are getting back crazy again. So yep. well, it's colder, unfortunately, and yeah. it's things are just starting to get nasty. Yeah. So yeah, keep your masks on, people. It's just driving all of us crazy at the bar for sure <laughs> yeah it is uh even as a patron or an employee yeah, yeah. it's Definitely. just like and i know it like people get drunk and they're just like why do i have to wear this damn thing like uh, but at the same time it's just like you only gotta do it for a little bit yeah right? actually i got a really good idea right now let's as bar staff also talking about drinks why not give the people a couple things you should do going out to the bars right now like just like do's and don'ts. Sanitize the shit out of your hands yes, and wear a your mask. Hands when you go to the bathroom. Yeah, I mean <laughs> honestly, those, those are that. the two main things. Wear a mask and also whatever the bar's rules are, just listen to. Yeah, the adhere rules. to them. Adhere yeah. to the rules. Like if you have to, like a true love right now, you have to sit down. Yeah. And they will come to you and serve you that way. Yeah, and like the thing is, is like, do all of us wish that we were not doing table service right now? You're damn right. <laughs> yeah. We'd much rather have you go up to the bar and order from us, but at the same time, like. You got to do what you got to do. Exactly. You know? And uh, it's to prevent uh, a spread of COVID in our establishment. If one of our employees gets sick, it's going to spread. And then all of a sudden yeah. the business is shut down. Yep. Yeah. Right. So sanitize your hands uh, and wear your mask. Don't touch other people's drinks. Don't drink after other people. Definitely. Yep. The alcohol does not kill COVID like that. I wish it did. I'm, yeah. No. I'd be in the clear, man. We'd be all good. <laughs> all of us would be chugging Everclear and water. I'd waters. be so good. It's <laughs> like, all right. Well, I think that's it for us, guys. Yep. Thank you so much, yeah. TJ. Yeah, thank, you for, thank you for having me. For having us, uh, for dealing with us and letting us pick your brain about yeah. all your stuff. It was a lot of fun. Heck yeah. yeah. So. We will see you guys next week, and you can catch TJ's playlist of the songs that he listens to when he does all of his creative stuff on Spotify once this uh, uh, podcast drops. So, everyone have a good night, and I'll see y'all later. Mama's, not your mama's
our show. Yeah, yeah, not your mama's our show. Yeah, wherever we go, it's not your mama's our show. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not your mama's, not your mama's our show. Yeah, not your mama's our show. Yeah. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.